everyone, and welcome to this conversation presented by White House Custom Color. I'm Jed Toffer. Thanks for listening. You know, my wife Vicki and I have owned and operated our photography studio, V Gallery, for 20 years now. White House has been our lab for the last 16 of those years, and we could not be happier. White House is a family-run business, just like ours. If you haven't already, check them out at whcc.com. And if you want to drop me a line, feel free to email me at jed at whcc.com. So my name is Jay Mayhew. I'm a portrait and fashion photographer. I am currently based out of St. Louis. And what I do 85% of the time is I take Vanity Fair style or Vogue style images for women and I help them to feel their best. I try to empower them. I try to give them images that are unlike anything that they've seen of themselves before. And I just really try to lift them up through portraiture. And that's kind of my mission statement through, through images. What do you see when you do that? Because, all right, so I, I, you're not the first person that, that has that mission that I've spoken to. You certainly won't be the last. And this is a mission that I think is a bigger and bigger deal and has become a bigger and bigger deal. Let's say over the last 10, but even 20 years in particular, like this is a big deal. What sort of things do you see on the front end and then on the back end? of the, the process of the experience that you offer to your clients, what do those manifestations look like on the other side? And I'm talking about after they, they get their delivered images. Right, right. Oh, so, I mean, it's different for every client, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't know what kind of emotional scars a client is walking in with when they walk in the door to your studio. Um, you can assume, you know, based on what someone looks like, maybe what their story is, but I I would say a great deal of the time, those assumptions would be wrong. And so I don't try to assume anyone's story. Yeah. The Um, book and the cover and all that stuff. Oh yeah. You you have no idea. Um, I have shot absolutely beautiful women who had very low self-esteem, who were, who put a great deal of time and attention into appearance because it was something that they didn't feel on the inside. I have shot people who didn't prioritize, you know, what we would consider to be beauty, but who, who valued what they did have very highly and, and would have what, who would have what we would consider to be very high self-esteem. So you can't judge what people are bringing to you. Right. What you can do is listen to them. And so I developed this portrait questionnaire based on many shoots when I first got started and, and learning that clients aren't just going to tell you when they're booking with you and talking with you, how they feel about themselves, about their body image Mm. issues, about, about what they're really looking for out of the experience, about how they feel about themselves and portraits. There's, there's so many intimate details involved Mm. in this. I mean, you're holding a mirror up to someone and there's a lot that, that goes into that. It might be really fun and, and it should be, but there's other components to that. So I asked them all these questions about themselves so that I can learn what you like, what you don't like. I had one client who did not like her pinkies. This was really relevant information because if I'm posing you and your hands are in the pictures, she hated her pinkies. She said it was a family thing. (laughs) Didn't like the pinkies. I'm like, okay. So we, we posed her with pinkies away from the camera. Um, But you would never know that. Like that's that's super interesting because Mm -hmm. you would never know that if she, doesn't no. let you know that. And you, right. and somebody most likely, this is a leap that I'm making. Somebody most likely isn't going to show up and be like, Hey, by the way, <laughs> just so you know, not a big fan of my pinkies. 
Right. No, they don't, no. they don't even want to talk about it. No. Right. Well, and it's not the kind of thing they think to mention. Like I, also I one that. time, yeah. And, and I one time had a client, she was going through the questionnaire and she, and she told me later, she said, I didn't, I didn't even think I didn't like anything about myself until I remembered, oh, I don't like my ears showing in pictures. She, she didn't even think about it until she really Perfect. had to think about it. And so, right. but I need to know that because then we're not right. going to tuck your hair back or do an updo or right. anything that's going to uncover right. your ears. So all these little bits of information, I mean, from a sales perspective, they're helping you as the photographer because right. the more they love their pictures, the more money you're going to make in a sales session. But yeah. even more than that, the more they love their pictures, the more they love the experience, the more they're going to talk about the experience that they had with you, the more marketing they're going to do for you just the more joy they're going to get out of the experience. And that's really what you're providing. You are a service. Um, so you you're have providing a specific, pictures. you have a specific questionnaire that you put together. Oh, yes. Oh yes. That takes people through that. Yes, very much so. Um, I had one shoot very early on in my career where I delivered exactly what I do, which is kind of soft, romantic, sensual images of women. And this client who was a very lovely woman, just that's not what she was looking for. She was looking for harder, more masculine images. I did not know this. I had no Mm. way of knowing this. However, it's my responsibility as the service, as the business owner to know this. I did not ever want to have that situation arise again. So I developed this questionnaire so that I could know exactly what you were looking for out of the experience. There's also a little um, link spot for you to drop a Pinterest board. And if they don't use Pinterest, they can text us, you know, email us pictures. But I want to see 550. I don't care. I want to see what your inspiration pictures look like. This tells us a great deal because a lot of clients can't put into words what it is they're looking for. But three pictures will tell me more than three paragraphs of writing from you. You know, in, in wow, terms I really of what like you're looking oh, for. So, so unpack that a little bit for me. How, yeah. do, you, how do you do that with the, with the so, Pinterest board? Yeah. So in the questionnaire, there's a little spot for them to drop a Pinterest board URL. So they put together, yeah, just a board for me. And then my admin will, will send that to me. Like she puts together Trello boards for me for each client getting ready for their shoot. And she'll put that link in there or pull the pictures for me and put them in there. You can click that link and go there and have an idea right away. You can even like, that's a, so like right even before the session, like when you're kind of gearing up to go Mm -hmm. into the session, you can have that up and sort of use that as as a springboard or maybe some inspiration or something to draw from to have an idea of kind of where you want to go. Is that fair? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I mean, it inspires the client because they're excited. This is giving them a real idea of where we're going, but it also helps me. Like I just had a shoot about a week ago, the client pinned this one picture that had a lighting scenario that I'd never tried before. And I was really inspired by it. Well, so while she was up in hair and makeup, I was down in the studio with my assistant just experimenting. And I ended up not creating, but finding this lighting setup that I never tried before. I'm obsessed right. with it. I'm going to use it on like every client from now till the day I die. It's amazing. <laughs> right. I would not have discovered this if she no, had not. Right. I mean, it wasn't the exact same scenario, but she inspired me to try something different. And I love yeah. that too, because as much as I try to create something new for each client, when they bring me a new source of inspiration, that inspires something new in me. So it, it benefits me as well. It doesn't just benefit them. Oh, that's a fantastic idea. Okay. So yeah. this is what I was thinking about when you were talking, especially at the beginning of this, of this line of questioning you, you, okay. The, it, the, the word that comes to my mind when, when I, when I try to encapsulate what we're discussing here is a uh, vulnerability, mm-hmm. right? That's what comes to my mind. And in, and in order to be willing maybe to be in that position where they can share with you 
like what they love about themselves or what they don't love about themselves, all the stuff that you typically don't get into without being intentional requires kind of a, there's a, is there a confidence there? Because that's, that's a lot of times what we lack as human beings. We lack confidence. And I'm finding out like women photographers in particular, trying to empower other women through their imagery and their experience, right? It seems to me that to be on that end, your end, Mm -hmm. there's a confidence there that you have Mm -hmm. or that you've developed. Am I right about that? Like, do you, do you look at yourself or consider yourself a confident person now? And, and maybe you weren't before, but you are now, or have you always been that way? Talk, talk to me about that a little bit, a a little personal, maybe. I'm asking you to go out there a little bit. No, I think you asked very insightful questions. So actually, I think the reason that portraiture is such a passion project of mine is because it it's something that I've not been confident about, not something that I've been confident in, not a place that I have been comfortable in. I don't like being photographed. I'm highly uncomfortable being photographed. Is that right? I hate being photographed. (laughs) Is that right? Okay. That all right. Um, if I get in front of a photographer's camera, it's because I truly admire their work and I have a lot of trust in them. And and that's rare. Not, and I I don't mean that like I have, I have such high standards. I just mean, I like a lot of women have body image issues. I have, you know, I, we all have scars that people can't see. We've all got issues. People can't see. Um, we go into this a little bit in my tutorial and I struggled a little bit because I'm, I'm such an intensely private person. All of my social media is work-related and I'm really comfortable with that. Not, mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm a bit more personal with my clients, but I, I like to keep things very work-related. Um, mm-hmm. but, but I do think, I think understanding maybe why I'm so passionate about portraits is, is a good thing. So, um, so when I was younger, like a lot of women, I struggled greatly with eating disorders and that was about mm-hmm. 10 or 12 years of my life. And in mm-hmm. coming out of that, um, coming out of being severely malnourished when I gained weight very quickly. And then it kind of went up and down. I remember taking pictures with a photographer, like senior pictures or something. And I just remember being berated in front of the camera. Um, for real. Yeah. Like, like I remember my nose being picked on. I remember my weight being picked on and he didn't know. I mean, he didn't know that I had been, you know, 80 pounds lighter, like a year before that, but he didn't know. But Mm -hmm. I remember just feeling a lot of shame in that moment. Just a lot of shame. And there were other moments like that, you know, in the years after that. And, you know, without getting into any of the personal stuff, it just became Mm -hmm. a place where I was not comfortable. I did not want to be photographed. Being photographed became something that validated the worst parts of me, the most insecure parts of me. I didn't like it. So when I am photographing women, I understand to the bottom of my soul, that fear of stepping in front of someone's lens and having the worst parts of you validated. I understand that doesn't matter what you look like. Doesn't matter what other people think you look like. If the camera's turned around or the pictures are turned around and you were so excited and you got all ready and you, you are so you know ready to be happy and you are just disappointed, that's soul crushing. Cause it's not just mm. a picture. It's this representation of you mm. as a woman, as a wife, as a mom, whatever it's, it's more than just a picture. And I understand that. And I think because I take it so seriously, so seriously, we not only try to create this amazing experience, um, I'm insanely selective with my hair and makeup artists because they're such a part of the experience. It's not 
the talent that they bring. It's the environment that they create. It's the way that they speak to the clients. It's the way that they make the clients feel. It's how they affirm them. My assistant is so wonderful. I mean, she just lifts mm. these clients up. We know that that's an uncomfortable place to stand for the mm. first 10 minutes of being down here. We know that. My clients leave saying, oh my God, this was so fun. Oh my God, I had no idea. Can we do this again? Can I come back tomorrow? Like we have clients right. who do come back. You know, like, we make this a really fun place to be. And that's before right. they ever see their pictures. And that's because I have stood on the other side of that lens. And Well, you're able to empathize, like yeah. real empathy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That, that, yeah. that really, that really strikes me, especially like you said, the first, you say the first 10 minutes, I bet that the very beginning in particular yeah. is a sensitive time, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and one thing that I learned really early on in portraits was I was having clients come back, looking at their pictures and saying, oh, you must've Photoshopped it. Oh, you know, and, and they were always attributing their beauty to Photoshop. And I just, yeah. I remember being really crushed about that and thinking yeah. it, it just, negates the whole purpose of this. If you're going to say that the only reason your portraits are beautiful is Photoshop. Right. So now I make a point of constantly turning my camera around so that clients can see their pictures and I want them to see how absolutely beautiful they are before I ever mm. retouch a picture. Mm -hmm. And now when we call their images, they are looking through unretouched pictures. So they see all of their images before they're oh, ever that's retouched. How you, that's how you do that. Mm -hmm. I was going to ask that then. Yeah. Like, yeah. Almost from a practical standpoint, because in my experience mm -hmm. as well, it's nice it's nice when you can do that, right? Mm -hmm. Just from a time standpoint behind uh -huh. the scenes, because that takes a lot of time. It does. It does. Well, when I started, you know, going from commercial and fashion work to portraiture was a huge change. And I, I tried several different ways of shoots and reveals and, and just trying different methods to see what worked for me, which is, I think, what everyone does when they're when they're starting out a business. And I tried the way of retouching 20 to 30 pictures, matting them, yeah. printing them, having the clients yeah. come back a week later. That's a lot of work. That's a lot of money. And if they take all the pictures, that's one thing. But what if they don't? Then you're literally right. throwing away all that time. You And it just, you, know, you can't, especially it's when gone. you get to a certain point with, you know, a volume of clients. So now immediately yeah. after the shoot, we call through, well, I call it down from like maybe eight or 900 pictures to 200. They go through those with me. They select right. their images. Those are the only ones that are edited. They go it's through a beautiful the 200. Mm-hmm. They go mm -hmm. through the 200. They go through the 200. Yep. Making that, making that clear, not just for everybody yes, yes, else, yes. but also for myself. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, they, they would, they would be here like for three weeks. So we had to go through <laughs> three right, right, right. Okay. So th that's, that's an interesting process. And I, and that makes a lot of sense to me. I also, yeah, I like it, but well, I'm the efficiency guy. I like things to be efficient and I don't mind doing certain things on spec, but it was always difficult for me when I was, when I, when I, and still, when I consult with people or talk to people about their business and they're like, well, I like to show them 70 or 80 images. Mm -hmm. uh, but the problem is it's, it's taking me, you know, 12 hours to get ready for that because I'm retouching every one of them. Oh no. I'm like, please don't do that. No. <laughs> well, I mean, I think in all fairness, you do have to get to a place where you are comfortable with your lighting and everything to show mm -hmm. unretouched pictures. So mm -hmm. I understand if someone maybe doesn't feel like they're there yet, but I also think sure. you have to remember clients are just not as, as particular as we are. They're not looking at the same things that we are. And when you say yeah. to them, these are unretouched, they yeah. understand to some extent what that means. Um, and really and now I, more than ever too. Oh Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, right. when you do the reveal right after the shoot, I mean, 
the other really nice thing is there is this sense of camaraderie. There is this level of comfort that is there because they have just spent the whole day with you. You've been together, you've been shooting. I feel like when the client left and came back, you know, a week later, even when the images were then retouched, I feel like they went away and their nerves rose up. Like they started to wonder, they started to guess, they started to get tense about what they would see when they came back. And they're just so much more relaxed when we do it right after. And, and that makes sense. Yeah. And then when they get their images after that, they're fully retouched and it's the ones that they selected. And it's just a beautiful, you know, unveiling at that point. Okay. But so now I'm running through this process though, in my head and I'm hearing you correct me, please. If I'm wrong about this, I'm hearing you say you go from eight to 900 down to 200 Mm -hmm. and then they see the 200 and then you guys go through that process together. So am I hearing you say your tip, throwing out numbers again, typically getting rid of around six to 700 images after the shoot mm-hmm. and then get right immediately before they sit down? Like what, what's happening in that time? And how so long my- is that time? So I take about 20 to 25 minutes and I hustle. The second the shoot is over, I run to my computer, download the images and I use capture one, start Mm -hmm. culling through them. And and I will apply like a quick filter. So if the image was supposed to be in black and white, they can see a black and white version because the client can't visualize that. Um, So I'm doing this really fast while my assistant is pouring them more champagne, getting them a little something to eat, showing them product samples. (laughs) Doesn't it? Doesn't it? Um, And and I won't lie, it helps greatly having my assistant because before I had the assistant, they just kind of had to entertain themselves for 20 minutes and that felt like an eternity, no lie. Um, So now that she's there- But with an assistant, that time goes by pretty fast and they're kind of being pampered. So that's all part of the experience. Now you're saying 20 to 25 minutes and this is great. I like like numbers because in my head, I like to put everything together. That's how how I work. But I'm, I'm, okay, so I really just want, you could make this brief but I want to know how you get from 900 to 200 in 20 to 25 minutes. Help me out with that. Cause I believe you. Yeah. 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 So I do think a big part of that is training your eye to know what you're looking for. I mean, I know if a hand looks awkward, if an expression looks awkward, if there's too many images of the same pose, I'm looking as quickly as I can for a couple of options for them Mm -hmm. without, you know, awkward hands, awkward expressions. Your client doesn't necessarily know what they're looking for. So if you give your, Mm. if you give your client options that have those awkward pieces in there, they'll probably choose one with no clue what they're looking at with no clue. So you want to try to eliminate those pieces for them. Now, I will have some clients say, come sit down next to me, give me your opinion. Most don't. Most don't. Most will go through and pick what they love. So I'm trying to eliminate down to those 200, the ones that I am comfortable putting my name on saying, this is my work. These are your best options. But the reason that I do the the unretouched images and give them so many options is because when I was doing, here's your 25 best images, which ones do you want to take home? What was happening at more than one shoot was there would be, let's say picture A, and I say picture A is their best picture. Like this is the picture that should be a five Mm -hmm. by six foot enlargement. It should be at Mm -hmm. your funeral. It should be the picture that you are known for, for the rest of all time. And they would leave it. And then they would buy picture B, which I'm like, please don't tag me in that when you post it because I don't like that picture. And that was their favorite picture. And this was happening more than once. Well, here's the thing. Your clients have have opinions about their expressions that you don't know. So maybe she thinks she looks, I've, and I've heard this, I've heard clients say, Oh, that's my drunk face. Oh, that's my sleepy face. Oh, Oh, that's my, or this is my favorite. That's my horny face. I'm like, what? (laughs) 
like you'll never look at that picture the same way again. <laughs> you like you never will. Um, they have opinions about their expressions, and this is why they. But pick you don't their pictures. know. That's the. You that's don't the piece. know. That's you the don't piece. know. That's their drunk face know. or their horny mm -hmm. face. How would you know that? I, I'm proud to say I don't know. That. Right. You don't know. No. Okay. That's helpful. No. That's 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 so. That all makes sense to me as well. So here's what I want to kind of go through that process a little bit more because I'm really intrigued by this process. And I think that this could be super helpful to people that want to integrate this kind of into their sales process. Yeah. What then, like when you get down to 200, they're, they're being pampered and then you guys meet up again. You say, here's your 200 images. What does mm -hmm. that part look like? So then I'm calling with them and we're using a love it, like it, hate it system to narrow their pictures down. And I'm helping them because getting from 200 to, to whatever number they're going to purchase, but for most clients, it's not 200. It, 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 can take some help in, in narrowing it down. Yeah. So I do have a system to help them, but using strong language, like love, like hate is going to help them. Then once yes. they have everything into a love and a hate category, then we go through the loves and we start sorting those into love and like again. And, and we're going to keep going until we get down narrowing to the number, down. narrowing down until yeah. we get to the number that they are comfortable with in terms of and, monetary and, and purchase. Get a little specific with me here, a little specific. Yeah. Are you are you sitting next to each other looking at a monitor? Are you projecting? Mm -hmm. Is it a big TV? What's what are we what are we doing here? At the moment we're sitting next to each other looking at a monitor because I didn't uh -huh. want to put unretouched pictures really big on a screen because I didn't gotcha. know psychologically gotcha. how that gotcha. would how that would feel. Yep. Um I'm debating sending them through to to a TV. Um I don't at this point my clients are pretty comfortable and so I'm not sure that that it would make a difference but uh -huh. in starting out I wanted the screen to be not too big because it, right. it is unretouched. And I just didn't well, want people to focus. Right, you're both going through a real calling process together. Right. You're doing that right next to each we other. We are. And, and yeah. I just, and I tell them, I want you to focus on pose and expression. Those are the things that cannot change. As women, we do tend to focus on hairs out of place or spots on the skin or lines right, 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 in the right, skin. Right. Like don't sure. focus on those things. And I tell them, you know, yeah. you've seen my work. Any of your pictures will look like that. So let's just focus on pose and expression. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So. Then here's my, here's another question that just occurred to me. Is it, do you always do kind of an IPS right after the session or are there times when you can't do it that way for whatever reason? And if so, do you have a different method? Do you use any, any online galleries or do you go through that sort of a process ever? I always do in person right after. That's, that's, that's all part of your experience. That's what they, it is. that's what happens. It is. And I do have some clients who will fly in from out of town and, it, and then it makes sense for them too. And it initially started with me doing the in-person sales only for clients who are from out of mm -hmm. town. And then mm -hmm. it just went so much better and easier. And, yeah. and honestly, it was more convenient for the client too, because they didn't have to come back for clients who are working right. for clients who had to get right. babysitters for, for just in general, life is busy. They didn't have to come back. Why not just continue sh sipping on champagne and enjoying, you know, a relaxing day <laughs> and, and call through it right there. The way the even the way that you present it right there is it's like a no brainer. Well, of course that's right? how I want to do it. We all want champagne. So, tell me this: you you mentioned earlier uh, motivation, and we discussed you know the 2020, 21, uh, 2020 to twenty twenty one transition <laughs> a little bit. Talk talk to me about motivation with you and what and what that looks like, and 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 especially last year or even maybe before last year to last year to this year. Cause I feel like those are like almost three separate worlds for a lot of us <laughs> right now. They really are. 
They yeah. really are. So what, is, what does that look like to you in terms of motivation, really? Can you be a little bit more specific, like motivation well, behind why I shoot? Well, I, I have a sense, and, and I, can, I can inject my own personal stuff into this. Before 2020, for me, motivation was a thing, but I discovered in, in 2020 that you almost, as things are happening that are, that mm. are crazy, you almost, regarding motivation, you have this sense of, uh, ur- maybe for me, it was an urgency, you know, mm. like, oh, this is, this is what it's like when the rubber meets the road, Oh, okay. right? Because yeah. I would say in a, in a relative sense, things were pretty smooth in a lot of ways. Sure. I think for a lot of people, not mm-hmm. everybody, and I get right. that. Um, and that's one of the reasons 2020 was the way that it was because they weren't smooth for everybody, but I'm talking about for myself. And then in 2020, it was like the walls are coming down for so many people and you, and you get a sense of, oh, I gotta, I gotta really step up because the, because the Mm -hmm. other option is something that I don't want any part of, right. As far as like giving up and, and, and really failing or going down the tubes. And now, so we're on the other side of that. Right. right. And now again, here's my hopeful, cautious optimism. I feel like we're, we're recovering slowly and coming out of it. And it's, it's, a, it's like a completely new space. So we have like these, in my mind, these three different time periods mm-hmm. where really motivation for me looked, looks different in all, in all of those times. What yeah. about you? I think for me, um, Motivation before COVID hit, before everything, before everything crashed down, was right. really in in building my business. Um, in my business, I don't advertise, I don't market. My clients are my marketing, and so I was still really, I was still really just focused on, and I still am, but focused on service, focused on my clients. Mm. I was really just still. And and I mean, I still am, I don't mean to make it sound like I'm not still in that place, but that was really the focus was still in building my business and things were really on an upward trajectory. trajectory. (laughs) Um, And then everything stopped and, Mm -hmm. you know, not to make it to sound like a lot of people not to make 2020 about me, but I remember thinking like, this is not a good time for me. (laughs) Like like I have things going on. Um, But everybody went through 2020. Like I get what you're saying. 2020. I get what you're saying. And yet it's, it's like one of those things that everyone could make 2020 about them. And I understand the reluctance to do that to some degree, but at the same time, everybody, everybody had a 2020. We all had right. a 2020 and, and right. I was fortunate. I mean, it, it certainly could have been worse. We're all healthy and sure. fine and we didn't lose yes. anything. Um, right. But there were opportunities that changed. There were, there were things that, that did fall through because of 2020, you know, there were yep. just a lot of things in the works. Um, and I just remember being really kind of heart sick because mm-hmm. all these things, um, the tutorial had had to, you know, halt on, on filming for quite a while. The conference right. had to go digital, which ended up being great, but it was just a change. Um, yeah. my shoots had to stop for a really long time. And, and that was just life. I mean, it, that was that, it was that way for a lot of people. When we started up again, I think the motivation for me was I am not going to go backwards. Like it, things might've changed, but I'm not going backwards. <laughs> I'm going to take where I left off and we're going to make the best of this situation. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to keep going forwards. And I was very fortunate in that, um, 
safely, we were able to move forward. And, and that motivation, just not motivation, that momentum just kept going. And, and I have never been busier. I've never, um, I've never had clients this wonderful and, and, and I've never been booked out this far. And my motivation for this year is, is building my team. And and now I'm expanding and looking for a bigger studio space. And there's just a lot going on and I'm fortunate in that regard. Um, so I came through 2020. Okay. (laughs) I'm very, I'm very blessed in that regard. What motivates you? I don't ever want a woman to stand in front of a photographer and feel the way that I felt when I was berated. That motivates me. That is very powerful to me. And I, and I, and I can understand, I can't empathize with you in the same way. I can't, but when you say it and when you, when I see you relive it, even that, is completely and totally understandable to me. And I think it's a, I think it's a super powerful force. Right. And it makes sense to me because I was in my mind, I'm like, a lot of people, a lot of us were in positions to give up to varying degrees because of 2020. And I was going to ask you, why didn't you? And I feel like you answered, (laughs) like that's, that is answered. um, After I ask you that question and you say that, so that helps me. That brings me to this piece then. You, you've mentioned uh, the, edu- the educational pieces and the things that you're filming and how you, that got delayed in 2020. Talk to me about that a little bit. What is that? And where can people find that? And also, is your, the script thing that you have that you mentioned at the beginning included in that? Or is there access to that? Or how do I, how do I get things that you are a part of? Yeah, so I was very fortunate and I'm very excited to have signed with ProEDU who makes all these amazing tutorials for photographers and they came into my studio and we filmed a tutorial called Lux Portraiture and Retouching and basically I just gave everything that I do in my business from the marketing, you know, how you get clients to basically market for you, the experience that we build for clients, the products we filmed we filmed four different shoots. We filmed retouching. We, I mean, we filmed everything that I do. If I had had this tutorial when I started out in yeah. portraits, I would be, I feel like a decade ahead of where I yeah. am right now. Yeah. We created something that's not on the market. There are lighting tutorials, there are retouching tutorials, but there is nothing out there that contains the information that this contains. Mm. And I'm so excited to offer that and to build into it. I feel like the experience and the empowerment of women. We brought back uh, eight of my former clients and had them speak to the experience. And and we're really trying to talk to and show how you attract these kinds of clients, how you build a six-figure business. I built a six-figure business without marketing in my basement, in my basement. I mean, now I'm looking for another space, but if I can do that, you can do that. Anyone can do that. I can teach you how to do that. (laughs) Um, But you have to know how to give amazing service to your clients. Um, I'm so fortunate. I'm so fortunate to have the clients that I do. Um, without mm. them, it would just be me down here with a camera trying really hard to pop mm-hmm. champagne bottles. So um, <laughs> I'm, I'm very fortunate in that regard, but, but we're just, we're giving all that information from the questionnaires and, and all of it. So I'm very excited about that. And it's supposed to, it's supposed to launch in March. Oh, so that that's coming out here pretty quick. Yeah. 
Okay. In March, right now it's February 1st. And when people hear this, it'll probably be at the end of February. So it'll be right before that or the very yeah. beginning of March. So if you're listening to this, it's probably available. Where will people be able to get it? On the ProEDU website. And if you have a subscription through ProEDU, I'm 99% sure it's just available through that as well. Mm -hmm. And now tell me, uh, as we finish up, what is your website and in your Instagram? Uh, my website is jmayhew.com, J-A-I-M-A-Y-H-E-W.com. And then my Instagram is just jmayhew. And as far as I know, I am the only one. So you should be able to find me pretty easy. Let, let me tell you something. I, I really appreciate I really appreciate the vulnerability piece with you. And I and I appreciate you going there with me and 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 letting me kind of walk down that road with you a little bit. That was that's resonating with me right now, even as I go back over my mind. Thank you for saying that. Thank and you going so there. much. Thank you. Well, thank you for having me. Until honor. next time, Jay, I'm sure we will do this again. I look forward to it. Have a wonderful day. Thank you.